Welcome to A Space for Growth, an extension of our ever-evolving platform, Our Communal Diary. My name is Pilar. And my name is Zoe, and we're here to cultivate a community dialogue on beauty, culture, and career as we experience it. Through conversations with each other and our inspiring guests, we hope to add new perspectives for your own personal journey. Welcome to A Space for Growth. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. I hope you all didn't miss us too much while we were away for the week. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Oh, my gosh. Girl, 2022. We done made it. Doesn't it sound crazy to say that? Like 2022? It sounds like it's not a real. Yeah, I know. It doesn't even sound real. But I'm also like the fact that we graduated in 2021. It just seems like, oh, my gosh, it's getting so far away from us now. Yeah, I can't wait to tell people I graduated last year because every time I I graduated in May, they're like, of this year? I know, <laughs> literally, especially at work because then yeah. they're questioning everything after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you just graduated. They're like, oh, you're really an idiot because you just graduated. No, agreed, agreed. Well, today we're going to just be jumping into the new year on a good foot. We're going to talk about confidence how we build our confidence, where we got our confidence, and even just some of the struggles with getting confident. Um, I think there's so many different ways that people achieve it and at different points in their lives. But we're just going to give a little look-see into how we've been able to kind of get there and feel so much better. Before we do that, Zoe, how was your weekend? It was good. This past weekend was New Year's, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, so, you know, just brought in the new year and super excited to dive into 2022, was first day back at work today. Um, oh God, me too. Yeah, we were just crawling <laughs> through the day. I think I, like, forgot everything. That was the worst part. Is I'm, like, opening up old notebooks, dusting it off. I'm like, what did I learn? Like, same. same, I definitely forgot everything. My manager asked me to pull something, very much something, and I said, Ugh, I don't even know what you're talking about. I was like, this doesn't even make sense to me right no, now. No, dude, that's when I like quickly go to the search bar and just type it in the email and hope something pops up. I'm not <laughs> yes. even kidding. Life hack. If you have, if you can just type in a keyword into Outlook, you should be able to just find hopefully should, something. Right. Figure something out. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Brought in the new year. I was in Miami, went to the Michigan game, didn't end well but they did not I mean I'm so happy that I went and that we made it that far um but gosh god it was so nice to be able to be in Miami it was like 85 degrees because back here in Minnesota it's it was negative nine but negative 20 wind chill when I got back you're kidding that girl was horrible so yeah so I needed that but it was really good I mean can't complain just getting back into the swing of things yeah yeah so let's talk confidence. So Pilar and I were a part of the Michigan Fashion Media Summit back in college. And I don't know if you remember, but we had a speaker during the summit, Serena Kerrigan. Her oh name God, on Instagram is Serena. Yeah, Serena fucking Kerrigan is her name on Instagram. Yes. Um, I still follow her. Basically, if you don't know who I'm talking about, she is the self-proclaimed queen of confidence and she has branded this way of building confidence of like talking to yourself as if you were your best friend and talking in the mirror to yourself and 
for example, if you say something like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know, I'm not doing really well at my job. Like I'm a failure. Like I'm never going to get promoted. You are supposed to respond to yourself in the way that your best friend would, that you would respond to your best friend if if they said that, like if Pilar said to me, like, oh, like my job, like I'm doing such a bad job. I'm never going to get promoted. I would respond to Pilar in a much gentler way than I would respond to myself. I think we're, we tend to be self-deprecating, but do you think like any of those methods work of like talking to yourself in the mirror? Do you do anything like that? Or do you like struggle with negative self-talk? I mean, I honestly think over time, I feel like I've become a little bit more in that bad realm of negative self-talk but I don't know I feel like what I've tried to do is as much as it is in like the response to myself I try to think of myself as my best friend I really just try to even when I'm thinking of something bad or when I see something bad of, of myself as opposed to being harsh that's when I start to say like no call it out in the same way that you would call it out on your best friend does that make sense so it's not so much the response it's like the initial call out like that's when I try to just be kinder to myself honestly I think with the whole confidence issue I don't know I honestly ever since I was pretty little I've never really cared too much but I think it's also because a lot of people were so insecure, obviously, like in middle school and in high school. And I feel like when you start to realize, like, look around you, like everyone is so incredibly insecure. Yeah. Like there's really no reason why you should be doubting yourself just because like a lot of the time I feel like self-doubt kind of comes from like other people's expectations, if not your own. And you feel like you have to live up to something or you feel like other people are wanting you to live up to something. But The two things that I constantly think of is like, one, people aren't thinking of you. They're absolutely only thinking of themselves. True. And two, like the level that putting yourself or anyone on a pedestal is the worst thing you can do. Because I feel like that always comes down to like, whenever I'm lacking in confidence, it's because I put someone on a pedestal. So I'm uncomfortable around them. 100%. I've put myself on a pedestal and I'm worried that like, I can't meet it, you know? Yeah, I think you're exemplifying like the comparison game and it's a slippery slope when you start comparing yourself to other people, um, especially because it's like you never 100% know somebody else. Like, for example, if you are the only one that like hasn't climbed in their career or if you're the only one that's single out of your friends Mm -hmm. or the only one who hasn't like moved out of state or something like that like it's so easy to be like all my friends have done this everybody else has done this if I haven't done it there's something wrong with me like I'm a loser I'm flawed Mm -hmm. but you never 100% know like okay yeah my friends are doing x y and z but like I don't see their day-to-day I don't Mm -hmm. see if they're struggling I don't see anything other than like the amazing things that they tell me or that they post on social media. So like when you do the comparison thing, you're only hurting yourself. Totally. No, I completely agree. And I think this time is really weird too, because we just have so much exposure to what everyone else is doing, but like, it's so like perfectly curated. So when I post things or when I do this or do that, like usually people are just going to post their best self. And it's actually funny because sometimes people will argue this and say, okay, well, no one really wants to like see you posting like your worst days. And honestly, I kind of think that's true. Like, I feel like unless it's a celebrity, 
Like, I think whenever you see a celebrity, I think Bella Hadid did one recently where she was, like, crying in all her pictures and, like, it got viral and everything. But I'm, like, truth be told, like, if your friend from high school did that, people would be so confused. Yeah, I was just about to say I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. So it gets to this point where, like, truly, like, you do end up just seeing the best of everyone. And so it's easy for you to get kind of confused. But what I like, honestly, is just having just genuine checkups and conversations with people because that's when you start to realize, like, oh, shit, like, I really thought that this person was just having the time of their life. And yet they, you know, aren't feeling good in their job. Like you said, they haven't moved out or they just got dumped or someone cheated on. Like, it's all these little things that just are not being talked about, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the thing where, like, you just start comparing yourself to what they chose to put out there. And I think the reason that I don't like to see, like, the crying pictures of, like, influencers or celebrities on Instagram is it feels very performative. It feels like I don't – I want people to think of me as a real person, so I'm going to post this content. Yeah. And it doesn't feel genuine. Like, it doesn't really feel like you're showing us a moment when you were lacking in confidence. I think it's hard because – it actually reminds me of like, have you ever done that where you're crying and then you look at yourself in the mirror? I love doing that. I love doing that. But it's like, okay, how can you, I don't really, I feel like at that point, once the picture's being posted on Instagram, like you are already so disassociated with that moment, like go on live or something like don't, but honestly, like that would be the only time that I feel like it's in the moment you're being vulnerable and I get what you're saying and it's connecting with me. But like, a day later and you just have these pictures saved on your camera roll of you like crying, but also kind of posing and looking cute. Like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. That, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real. But what I will say is helpful though. Like one of my favorite people to follow is Ashley Graham. I know you and I both, we've listened to her podcast, pretty big deal. And she's, she's great. But I think she does such a good job at just highlighting confidence in a way that's actually like just more authentic and genuine. And a lot of it she does is like body positivity, but I think she just, she tries to present ways in which like she's done that. And it's not so much just like a kind of a snapshot of a moment in time when she felt this way or that way, but no, like she really tries to bring people along her journey. And I think even on a smaller scale, like you and your friends or you and your family members, like that's, I don't know. I feel like I get so much confidence from other people. Have you ever had it where people will say like, you know, you need to find, yeah, you do. You need to find confidence from within. But do you also think to some extent like the people that you surround yourself with totally can impact that or potentially like increase that or decrease it. Oh yeah. I think the people that you surround yourself with can definitely have a huge impact on your confidence because I think it's just like repetition. Like if you have, and we've talked about this on like unpacking friendship and also I think the like 2021, what we learned episode, mm-hmm. if you have people around you that are just like not good for you, that are toxic, that like maybe Loki don't even really like you or competing with you or whatever, if they're repeating things to you over and over mm-hmm. again, like making hints at you not being good enough, that is going to start to ding your confidence. It takes like one impactful person in your life or in your circle to repeat the same message or treat you like you don't deserve proper treatment a number of times for you to start believing it. Like, I think that's really what it is. I think, you know, we see that with kids who are like 
grow up in homes where their parents don't tell them that they can do anything or don't believe in them and stuff Mm -hmm. like they become very lacking in confidence. And I think that it can happen to anybody at any age of like, Mm -hmm. you just need one influential person in your life to repeat it to you a number of times that you're not good enough before you start to believe it. That is so true like I can even speak to that like I definitely feel like certain points in college I was surrounding myself with people who would reiterate things to me like you know say and it was always you know there's nothing worse than someone who tries to call you out and uses the same exact like adjective every single time or like the same exact descriptor because it totally does it starts to label you as something and then like when you have a moment or if you have you know, whatever it might be, like, that's the first thing that they try to pull to, you know, make you feel like crap. Mm-hmm. That is literally such a red flag in any person in your circle. And honestly, on my point, like on my part, I wish that I had called that out and been like, you know, let me recognize whatever it is that's obviously triggering you, but also like cut the crap with the word because I mean, really like that's not, you know, And I feel like the minute that you get associated with a word or a few words, that's when it sinks so deep. And honestly, like, that's why I think I say like, throughout pretty much my entire life, like I've been pretty decent with confidence. But I think when I started to realize that in those words were starting to seep deeper and deeper, like that was the only time where I've ever questioned myself or actually tried to like, look inside myself, because also during that time, I was, you know, I was thinking so much more about not only just myself feeling good and being happy, but like how I treat others. And so like I was doing some personal work on that. But when you at the same exact time are kind of being like ridiculed with these words and trying to like, you know, stamp something on you, it can totally just get you all types of confused. Because, you know, you're trying to do everything that you can to be good to the people that are around you. But then they're labeling you with things. I don't know. The whole summary of it is like, be careful or just be really conscious of your circle and the people that you choose to spend time with. And like Zoe said, like, ask yourself, like, is this person actually feeding me good energy and making me happier? You know? And something that you and I have both experienced, not to put too much of your business out there, but like, (laughs) if you are dating or intimate or involved with somebody that promotes negative self-talk about you or will repeat things like you're crazy or like you're too much or you're too emotional or you're not enough this or she's better than you in you are in x y and z area like if you were in a negative dating situation that will wreck Wreck. your confidence (laughs) wreck your confidence you will be waking up one day looking in the mirror like i do not like this girl oh my god absolutely when months before you were super confident Mm -hmm. no 100 percent. i think for any person who's in a romantic relationship with anyone whoever it is that you're interested in like you don't even realize especially when you're a little bit younger the impact that they can have on your life and on the way that you think and see yourself and like obviously you want to grow out of that you want to be able to like not feel so impacted by everyone around you i get it But also, like, reality is here. Like, when you're young and you like someone, they are going to literally hold your freaking whole self in their hands. Like, at a point. Like, it gets to (laughs) it where you have to be mindful of, oh, my God. Like, if you're getting red flags from the person that you like, that is going to take so much longer 
to get over. And I definitely, oh gosh, that's the worst. I mean, there's nothing worse. I love like those different accounts, like We the Urban and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I go ahead and save all of those because I feel like they Thanks. definitely are so relatable to just situations that every, you know, young adult goes through. And it's like, whether that's, you know, you shouldn't be second, you shouldn't be, you know, someone that's hidden or like, no one's going to show you as like your, your partner or whatever, you know, like you said, no one should be calling you out for things. Like I have literally, I've literally had someone say to me, and I don't know if they meant to be disrespectful, but I have fully had someone say to me like, oh yeah. I mean, so, you know, you've gained weight, like since you first got to school, right? (laughs) The guy, the guy said, yeah. He said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And it was so crazy to where you can just, I mean, and sure, even if it's harmless, like he I don't know how that can be harmless, but teach their own. I just think yeah. that, like little things like that to the wrong person or to someone who, I mean, luckily, like I didn't have all of these feelings about my weight, but it was one of those things where like, if you say that to the wrong person, are you crazy? But it's also crazy. Cause like you could have woken up that morning. I'm sure you did and looked and you were like, I look good. Like whatever felt fine. Yeah. And then somebody makes that comment and then you start looking at yourself like, did I? No. Are my clothes fitting differently? Like, I've had a similar experience where, like, I've had somebody say to me, like, I just look better than you. Like a guy. Oh, my God. It would take everything with me to not. And now strangling. Is that (laughs) not insane? And it's one of those things where, like, in the moment you brush it off and you're like, you're just being cocky, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then you really start to look at yourself and you're like wait yeah and I think that's the thing that like when you get out of because I think probably 99% of us go through situations with romantic partners or friends or family members where like they're just saying really toxic things and I think it definitely comes from like a place of them not being comfortable with themselves and then people try to project that onto you But I think once you get out of those situations, you have to mourn the loss of that relationship and then you have to rebuild your confidence. And I don't think a lot of people take the time to think of like, this really like wrecked my self-esteem, especially Mm -hmm. when I think self-esteem is already so fragile because we are in our early 20s and because of social media, constantly comparing comparing ourselves to other people. So it's it's tough to keep your confidence up all the time, you know? No, it totally is. And I do think half of it is like, you know, as you get older, you do have to, when you have those types of friendships or bonds or just people in your life who make you feel bad, like you said, you have to mourn the loss of that. And then there's a whole other wave of like actually trying to build yourself up. I do think though, something that truly has helped me is really understanding and not taking offense by the fact that people aren't thinking of you. Like I have definitely, when I was younger, especially when I was having friends who were going through some, you know, confidence issues and lack of confidence. And I would always say like, they aren't thinking of you. And like that probably did not come off. It didn't come off the right way, in fact, but it's not to be disrespectful and it's, it's not personal, but it truly is like people are rude. I mean, bullies bully because they were either maybe bullied at one point or like there was some sort of toxic person in their life or trauma or whatever and like sometimes it honestly might not even be explained but I just think like it 
it just honestly probably has nothing to do with you. And it's really probably not that personal. But I think the issue there is like, if people go so below the belt to where they're calling out characteristics of you or like personal elements, like what are you going to do at that point? You just can't really like disconnect from that. Yeah. So that's the part where you're like, well, damn. <laughs> like, no, I'm looking at myself funny because you've done called me out. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it's just like you have to be secure with yourself. And I think like a myth of confidence is that you wake up every day and you're like, I am the best. I look incredible. I feel incredible. I can do anything. I'm killing it. I think that is like delusion. Like you're going to have days where you're just like, I don't feel that confident in whatever area of your life it is. But I think the marker of somebody that's like secure in themselves is like, today, I don't feel great in myself, but like, I'm going to work on the areas that make me feel down to build them up so that maybe tomorrow when I wake up, I feel better about them. Yeah. And I think something else that I've noticed is like in the time periods of my life when I felt really down and like really have tried to like be rebuilding my confidence, I'll go to other people looking for affirmations of like, Mm. what do you think about me? Like going to my best friends and being like, do you think I'm smart? Like, do you think I'm funny? Do you think I'm pretty? And it's like, Somebody can say and sing your praises to your face all day long, but if you don't believe it in yourself, it's like wasting airspace. It is. Like you have to figure out how to get good with yourself because everyone in the world can think you're amazing, but if you don't think you're amazing, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, and that's the goal because it does get to a point where like sometimes it can be helpful every once in a while to just be reassured. You know, it's nice to be able to hear something here and there, like as a friend to give a compliment or to receive like it's great but I do think that at the end of the day like you being comfortable and happy with yourself and knowing your own worth is the best way to go I also just think like especially when you're young like whether it's middle school high school college whatever like just the conscious consumption and how you live your life is huge that goes for like what you watch who you engage with you know everything literally everything even sometimes as far as like music that you listen to like everything impacts you one way or another I know at one point when I was like not doing my best like I remember I would go on walks and I used to listen to music and all these things and like after a while for whatever reason like it would put me in such a bad mood and I think I just started to listen to myself and be like okay why do I feel like crap like let me change things up a little bit and then I would just go and be completely present, no music, no nothing. And it helped. So it's just kind of like, if your body is telling you something, or if your mind's telling you something, or if something's off, like listen to it and make the necessary adjustments. And I also think too, like, when you're growing up, obviously, there's so many different groups that you want to be a part of. Like, I feel like at Michigan, we had so many communities that we were jumping in and out of. And like, I have realized more and more, like, if you feel uncomfortable in a space, like, it's just not worth it. Like, I feel like a lot of the time growing up, like my friends and stuff, like we would all be uncomfortable or lacking in confidence when we felt like we were trying to fit this like mold. You know what I mean? It's like so much of it is just, you're trying so hard to be like the person next to you or to be like the person who like has the this, this, that, and is this cool or whatever. And it's just kind of like, I'm telling you, like you'll never find happiness in that. And it in fact, like will show more and more issues later on because you're going to try so hard to then build that confidence up later it's like yeah there's no point in being somewhere where you one don't feel welcomed or two like just honestly feel uncomfortable 
Because there's a thin line between feeling uncomfortable in a position where, like, you need to grow, Mm -hmm. which is natural, and then having your um, nervous system activated in a way that you feel anxious. If you're uncomfortable and you feel anxious, it's not worth it. Like, you need to get out of that space because you are just diminishing your own levels of confidence minute by minute that you stay in a space that you don't need to be in trying to be like you said peace somebody that you're not Mm -hmm. and I think that sometimes we like we champion that of like you have to be uncomfortable to grow and like Mm -hmm. yes you have to be uncomfortable to grow but know the difference between like I'm uncomfortable because I'm a little bit unsure but because Mm -hmm. I'm secure in myself I know I can do this versus my nervous system is on fire. My hands are sweating. My stomach is flipping. I feel so anxious and uncomfortable. That is just going to wreck your confidence. Yeah, that's not it. You're not learning much through that. Like, no. if anything, you're probably just going to be building walls and like having a harder time unpacking that later. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's not it at all. And I think so- it's also just important to keep in mind that like, we all intrinsically, in my opinion, were born with a level of confidence mm-hmm. that like you just have to tap into. Like it's not one of those things where I feel like some people have it and some people don't. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we're all naturally born with confidence, but it's like environmental factors that knock it down. And so like sometimes when I'm feeling a bit unconfident myself, I remind myself of the moments that I felt really confident or like the times that people have come up to me and been like, wow, you just seem so self-assured. Mm-hmm. And like, I think sometimes if you just like remind yourself of like, it's a feeling I'm capable of having and replicating, like it just can help to push through to like know that you have done it before and you can get back there again. Yeah. And I think too, like, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like actions, like when you actually do something or when you accomplish something or when you really set forth to achieve, I think that's honestly when I feel my most confident. Like, like you said earlier, you know, when your friend says that you're pretty or if a guy's like, oh my gosh, you're so attractive or whatever, like that only lasts for so long. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's it actually Emily Ratajkowski's book, My Body. She kind of mentioned this in one of her interviews that she did to talk about it. And it was this whole thing where like all her life, she's been this model. And like, obviously people have been fawning over the way that she looks, but she was saying like, she's never felt more accomplished and more confident in herself than when she published something of her own. And I think in any person's self, like you can really find that for you, depending on whatever it is that you're doing. Like, even if that's just completing a course or going through school or, you know, starting up your own business, whatever it is and whatever that looks like for you, it could be big or small. I literally think like adding things to your list of accomplishments. I don't know why, like that to me drives like so much happiness and I feel so reassured in myself more so than what anyone else could tell me period period (laughs) (laughs) oh man confidence I mean it's the craziest thing I think it's not something that I think that we can even really give advice on like how to be confident because I think it just varies from person to person like if you follow the SFK method, talking in the mirror and like mm-hmm. embodying being your own best friend is how she's built confidence and how a lot of her followers build confidence. Like for me, journaling really helps like mm-hmm. to just write out all the negative feelings that I'm having. And then sometimes yeah. I can read back and be like, well, that's a little ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if I write out all of the extreme negative thoughts I have about mm-hmm. myself, by the time I get to the end of my entry, I'm like, 
my last sentence is usually like, well, that was a little extreme. Like, I don't really yeah. think that that's a hundred percent the case and it helps mm-hmm. to kind of reel myself back in. And it sounds like for you, like going for walks, clearing your head really helps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think too, like sometimes I feel like I have to ask myself, like, what am I, what is making me lack confidence? Cause sometimes if it's too much about what everyone else is thinking or potentially perceiving about me, like that is when I know I need to like realize and come back to reality that like these people aren't really looking that hard and like they honestly don't care. Yeah. Like they just don't honestly. Yeah. I mean, I think we see that more so now than ever with social media, the way that you can go ahead and start clicking on pictures, liking this, this and that, like, I, this is the one thing I'll never fully understand is like, you know, people will look at their people who see their pictures or like see their stories. Mm-hmm. And like, I just know then the way that I consume, like, I literally could not tell you the last story I looked at. I don't know. I have no clue. People are just <laughs> through. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through. And so I think that's, I mean, people's attention span sucks. Like, people are not interested in, in what you're really doing. Like, they're really not, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, if anything, like that kind of brings me back to like, okay, girl, it's all going to be fine because it's really just myself here. That's my biggest critic. And sometimes it's just like, that's something that just happens over time. You got to get over, but it is sometimes a little bit helpful just to first get to that reality of this person does not care. None of these people really care. And you're honestly probably being a lot harder on yourself than you would be on a stranger, which is because you have certain expectations set for yourself and goals that you want to hit. But like at a certain point, it's like, am I speaking to myself in a way that's like, okay, this is hard. I need to put in the work and I can push through it. Or are you speaking to yourself like, this is hard. I don't think I'm capable. I can't push through it. If you are telling yourself that you can't do something, your mind does not have this little like back room that's like, oh, she didn't really mean it. Like actually (laughs) do the thing. It's going to be like, oh, you said you can't do it. Then you can't do it. You just can't do it. Yeah. And so you have to stop reiterating those things to yourself. You have to stop using the C word in reference to yourself. Yeah. can't, not the other C word. I mean, well, yeah. If you want to use the other C word, use it. Hey, I'm not going to judge anybody, but um, yeah, yeah, I think it's just reducing negative self-talk and that takes time and it's hard to figure out what method will be the best for you. Yeah. I mean, whenever you speak to yourself or you speak to others, you have to ask like, is it actually helping? Like if this yeah. is helping, if this is a thought that's actually helping me, okay, that's one thing. But if it's adding absolutely no value, like you're wasting your time and it's, it's not worth that. It's really not. I think, I think it's easy to get caught up in feelings and it's really easy to get caught up in like your assumptions or whatever. But if it's not helping you, you have so much more control over yourself than you even probably think. And that's something I'm like, I carry that with me because it's just. Why sit there and talk bad about yourself if you could really switch that around and talk good and sit there and get some stuff done? I mean, come on. We're pretty powerful. (laughs) We are powerful. (laughs) Well, everybody, it's a little bit of a shorter episode today, just easing back into the new year, talking about confidence. Um, I hope you all take a little bit of time to reflect in your own journey with confidence. Maybe try out some of the methods that we talked about today, talking to yourself in the mirror, you know, reiterating some positive affirmations, journaling, going for a walk, cutting out the negative 
um, people or influences in your life. I feel like we say that in every episode. Like, if they are not good for you, get rid of them and have no remorse. That takes so long to figure out. So we need to keep on saying it. Yeah. If they are not good for you, cut the cord. (laughs) (laughs) No remorse. Don't look back. Don't check and see if they're bleeding. Just cut and leave. Cut and leave. (laughs) If there's anything you get out of the space for girls, that should be the first thing. (laughs) I think maybe we should change the name to cut the cord from a space for girls. Just cut the cord. Get them out of here. I completely agree. Well, everyone, we are so glad that you listened and we're so excited to be bringing so many more episodes in this new year. We have a lot of things in store. And so thank you just for your continued support. And, well, we will see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye.